It's Thursday, Thursday, gotta get down on Thursday. Do you guys remember that song, Rebecca Black? It was actually not Thursday, Thursday singing like that. It was, it's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. You guys have never heard that song? I don't know where you were 10 years ago. Rebecca Black. That was like one of the joke, funny songs of our time. Had like hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. What's up, everybody? Today is Thursday. And um, the heat really just kicked on in the studio within like the last 24 hours. And for those of you who don't know, once it hits like 50 degrees outside in the buildings that don't have central air and stuff, the the heat usually starts to kick on. So in my apartment right now, it's close to 80 degrees, seriously pretty uncomfortably hot. I do have the windows open, but like that's just something you got to deal with in New York when you don't have central air. Guys, last night we had the Ted Jones Comedy Show, one of the best shows hands down I have ever participated in. It was amazing. If you guys don't know who Jim Gaffigan is, do a little bit of research. He actually stopped by the Ted Jones Comedy Show last night, did 15 minutes, and it was amazing. It was unexpected. Stop by. It was great to have him. Jim, if you're listening, bro, um, always welcome at the Ted Jones Comedy Show. But guys, check that vlog that's actually coming out tomorrow, and you'll see uh, the madness that ensued. Uh, I guess it was yesterday, but as you're listening to this, on Monday at the Ted Jones Comedy Show, it was amazing. Everyone came out, did a great job. With We were at the main room at the stand, and um, guys, I couldn't ask for a better show. For So for those of you who have not been to a Ted Jones Comedy Show yet, we will soon, hopefully by the end of this month, have live streaming links. But if not, we'll have those in December for you guys. And if you're not in the tri-state area, then we'll definitely have you watch a Ted Jones comedy show from afar because you guys definitely are missing out. But last night really was amazing. Jim Gaffigan, one of the great comedians of all time, um, stopping by doing a set. It was very chill. Okay, guys, so just to talk on, I guess we could talk about the climate first because um, it's been a topic of conversation within the last few weeks ever since the UN had like a meeting about it. So the UN came out and said that they, if they just had like $6 billion, if they had a, <coughs> excuse me, if they had a billionaire donate $6 million, they can cure world hunger. Or I guess that's not the, the right word, cure world hunger, fix world hunger. So Elon said that he would give $6 billion to the UN to solve world hunger, but he wants transparency with the money, which I think is absolutely fair. Because think about how many times people have given philanthropic amounts of money to organizations and such, and then the money just disappears. Like, I remember a few years ago, actually, Mark Zuckerberg gave $100 million to the city of Newark, New Jersey, and it was almost like it vanished within, like, a month after he gave it to them. Just because it's hard to make a plan when you have that much money. You know, like, that money is going to touch so many hands, so you really need to make sure that it's going to the right places. So Elon was saying that... As long as you guys have everything set in terms of where every dollar is going to go, then he'll fork it over. Six bill. You know, obviously Elon Musk has the electric car, so he's helping a bunch in climate change. But then uh, Jeff Bezos was actually asked about climate change, and he pledges $10 billion to climate change. And in an interview with BBC, like in a walking pass interview, he was saying that it's going to take all nations to fight together and probably trillions of dollars to help fight climate change. Sorry, I just got up here off the couch made sure that camera was rolling. That would have sucked if that camera wasn't rolling. 
but it is rolling. So guys, um, you know, we need to do our part in terms of climate change and the best way for you to do your part. What is it guys? I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. It's kind of to change what you're eating. That's the number one thing you could do, you know, change what you're eating and then your um, CO2 emissions from your car. But if you're taking the subway to work, if you live in like in New York City or in your carbon footprint is not that high, the best thing you can do is eat less meat because that produces the most emissions. And guys, we want our children's children to enjoy the planet, which is actually what the Queen of England said. She was quoted in saying, we are doing this not for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children. So nice thing of Queen of Queen of the England, uh, the Queen of the England. It's Queen of England, not Queen of the England, Queen of England to say. But, you know, in saying this, guys, if if these people are trying to be so influential, Maybe we don't need your money as much as we need your pledge to everyone else to, like, eat less meat. That's a huge part of it, Queen of England. You know, I hope you're not eating chicken every meal, whatever, or eating veal or whatever you're eating. We got to cut down on it. We got to help our our grandchildren, right? We don't want this planet to get too freaking hot. Like, even right now, I'm hot in my apartment, but that's just because of the heat. You know, in crypto news, I guess we could talk about this quickly, but I have mentioned multiple times on this podcast about the Shiba Inu coin and how if you have $100 to put aside and forget about it and you wouldn't worry about losing it, it might make sense to put some money into the Shiba Inu coin in Coinbase because that could shoot up to, I don't know, even like if it shoots up to half a penny, you'll make a ton of money because it's at like, oh, 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 something right now. I can't even keep track of what it's actually on. But I wanted to talk about another coin that like had a crazy week. Okay, so it's called the Squid Game coin. And for those of you who don't know, this was out for maybe a week and a half. And okay, so listen to listen to this breakdown. So this was yesterday, guys, um, as I'm recording this. At 1.35 a.m., the coin was $38. At 3.35 a.m., the coin was $93. At 4.35 a.m., which was an hour later, the coin was $434. And then an hour after that, the coin was $2,856 per coin. And then five minutes later, guys, it went down 99.9%. So I'm not 100% sure how crypto developers or whatever can just pull the plug on crypto. But like this is like a massive scam. So people had whatever they put into like the squid game coin. If they had 10 squid coins, they would have had $28,000 at one point. And then five minutes later, they lost 99.9% of its value. Not saying that that can't happen to Shiba, but I think that Shiba's been around long enough now to be like a, I don't know, a well-known shit coin, media coin. Why am I getting a call from my dad? All right, guys, I guess we're going to take this. Hey, what's up? Hi. How are you? Good. I talked to you the other hour. What's up? You talked to you? Didn't you what, that didn't count. That, what, the, the FaceTime thing with your mother and yeah. Okay, I let me let me call you later. Okay, good. All right, bye. That was a weird FaceTime, was it not? Hi. What? May I help you, sir? My dad actually was at the Ted Jones comedy show last night. Thanks for showing da- showing up, dad. And uh we did have a great turnout at the uh Ted Jones comedy show, so thank you everybody who came out. But the thing again, as we're talking about this meme coin, 
Uh, I guess, you know, this is the time to be skeptical and, you know, be careful, guys, because you can easily lose money if you're not doing research on these sort of things. Now, while I'm telling you to put $100 somewhere, it could easily go away pretty fast. But there are stable coins that you can also put money into that have a good chance of, in the next few years, rising towards a high level. You know, you put $500 in Ethereum or Bitcoin in the next five to 10 years, that's how long the holding period should be. It's going to be worth a lot of money. You know, as we're seeing the transformation of Web 3.0 and taking over the world, it's going to happen. You got to watch the signs. You know, uh, the older generation who has ma who have made a lot of money in the past 40 years, it's different. You know, you're not going to make as much money as you would from bonds and crypto. I mean, excuse me, bonds and yields today as you would for if you invest in crypto today. That's just my opinion, guys, though. But what do I know? I'm not a financial advisor. I don't know much. I'm not a financial advisor. Are you guys getting your flu shot? Let me know. Ted Jones. <laughs> Ted Jones World at gmail.com. Like, I've already gotten two shots, both of them for COVID, obviously. One was part one, and then was another. I don't know. I just don't want to get all these fucking shots. It is so hot in this studio. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sweating sitting here. Do you guys see my outfit? Like, this is an outfit I shouldn't be sweating in sitting in my apartment in the beginning of November. Sipping on a coffee here. I do like this coffee, variety coffee. You can find it in Chelsea and in Bushwick. Random. You can find it in Bushwick, too. Yeah. I was getting a little bit of shit last night for, like, my mullet. I don't really, I don't know if I have a mullet. What do you guys think? I just think it's long in the back. Actually, when I was wearing my hat in the gym this morning, it did kind of look mullet-esque. But it's part of the awkward stage. Like, I have at least three more months of it being awkward, and then it's, like, a nice long length. But I don't know. It's honestly, like, an everyday struggle growing out your hair. Because some days you're like, what the fuck is up with my hair? Other days you're like, oh, I'm having a good hair day, maybe, like, after a shower or something. But then also... If you don't wash your hair for two days, I mean, even one day, it feels greasy. I wonder how many days you need to go before it's like, it's like over the hump and then it's no longer greasy. I don't know, but I haven't gotten to that point because <laughs> in not washing it for two days, it just gets greasy, which is annoying. So you just always see me wearing the uh, Ted Jones World podcast hat or the Ted Jones world hat in general next ted jones comedy show is november 15th at the main room in the stand at the stand in the main room rather and then november 29th as well so if you guys are free or even if you're not clear up your friggin' calendar it's gonna be an amazing time the last ted jones comedy show i'm so pumped to say was the best ted jones comedy show of all time in terms of turnout it wasn't the largest turnout we've ever had but i think just vibe i am tired today i do feel tired i really didn't sleep that well last night i got in bed at like 10 30 but then didn't fall asleep until 12 and, and then obviously, obviously got up at 4 40 the usual time so i'm running on like four and a half hours of sleep i wonder what is the ideal amount of sleep that everybody needs i know it's different for everyone but i've heard people that can't function on less than like eight hours of sleep and then you a guy like Elon Musk who gets six hours of sleep. If I was running on six hours of sleep, I feel like I would just be tired a lot. Like, I think I need at least like seven and a half hours. What do you guys need? Let me know. TedJonesWorld at gmail.com. How many hours of sleep do you need to focus on the next day? I mean, I feel like most people go to sleep between like 1030 and 12 and then they're up between like 630 and eight. So that's around eight hours of sleep. But have you guys, <laughs> have you guys ever seen the Steve Harvey TikTok? I think it's a TikTok. He's like, 
rich people don't sleep eight hours. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when he does that? Actually, I kind of want to find that. It's funny he has, like, turned into his show into, like, a bunch of quotes that he'll just talk about in the beginning of a show. Like, Wendy Williams doesn't do that. Why doesn't she do that? Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Rich people don't sleep eight hours, Steve Harvey. And then there's obviously, like, a lot of backlash over this. Just because people are soft. Rich people don't sleep eight hours a day. That's a third of your life. It ain't for 24 hours in a day. You cannot be sleep eight hours a day. You can't live in L.A. and wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. I feel like that's true. It's 11 o'clock on the East Coast. That's true. The stock market been open two hours. They already making decisions about your life and your ass will sleep. The Bible says, he who loves to sleep and the folding of hands, poverty will set upon you like a thief in the night. Proverbs 6-11. Why are there so many quotes in the Bible? Like, who was responsible for coming up with all these quotes? I think that's a good quote. If you live in L.A., I mean, you got to wake up a little bit earlier, don't you think? Like, you can't be living in L.A. sleeping until 11 a.m., guys. That's like 2, <laughs> 2 p.m. on the East Coast and then... What, 7 p.m. in England? That's also a huge disadvantage living in L.A. You know, like that the time frame thing is a jam. Like even if you're waking up at 6 a.m. in L.A., 9 a.m. in East Coast time. So in waking up at 4.40 a.m., which I try and do every day, Monday through Friday, I feel like I do get an advantage like today. I feel like I've, I've, been, I've been awake an entire day or like two whole days as it's 3.45 right now as I'm recording this. Even with the 30-minute nap that I took earlier, ah, I still feel like I've been pretty productive today, guys. Com. Ted Jones World on Instagram. And if you were at the Ted Jones Comedy Show last night, thanks so much for showing up. We were throwing out T-shirts. The comics were hilarious. It was just a great time. And um, I look forward to the next show. And hopefully, if you're not living in the tri-state area, we'll get you through a live streaming service, and it'll be a few bucks, and uh, you'll see your favorite comics through the TV or computer screen, however you are watching comedy. But I think live comedy is going to make, um, you know, if if not a comeback, a breakthrough. Like, stand-up comedy is only, you're only really able to watch stand-up comedy if you go to a show or you watch a special on Netflix or something for an hour, right? Like, how are you able to, like, I've never seen on TV an hour of comedy with, like, six different comics, something that we would potentially do at a Ted Jones comedy show. I mean, our shows are usually an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes with six to eight comics, something like that. But I've never seen that on TV. You know, you'll usually see somebody special for over 30 minutes for sure, but this will be a special time. I think um, once we start getting our streaming service right and you guys are able to see, you know, back to back to back to back comics, uh, it'll be exciting. It'll be a new form of TV. And as I said Last episode, it's been a long time since, like, you sit down with your family at 7.30 on a Wednesday and you you all are watching a show, whatever it is. You're all watching Lost or you're all watching Billions or Entourage if you're in some, in, into some sort of show like that. But I think it'll be cool once we bring back scheduled times that, like, you can catch shows. You know, that hasn't happened in a very long time. It's been all, like, at your fingertips. I think people do kind of like the idea of, oh, it's going to be on at 9 o'clock. Let's tune in at 9 o'clock, like a Showtime uh, pay-per-view for boxing or something like that. You know, it's set at a certain time, so 
you go and you watch a TV at a certain time. It's not just like, oh, I can watch it whenever. I can binge like 18 episodes. Like The Wire, for example, freaking eight seasons, an hour each episode. So like running through The Wire, I don't know, that'll take you months to get through that show. But just in general, I think it will be great for people to spend seven or eight bucks, enjoy an hour and a half of comedy um, via the comfort of their own couch, home, and uh, whatever, guys, whatever. I'm debating right now. Um, I guess I'll let you guys into my head a little bit. Posting my full 15-minute set from the show on Monday night just because, like, Obviously, guys, you know when comics go on stage, they're not doing new material every night. So 15 minutes of material of jokes that I would potentially use again, posting the whole thing on YouTube, it would make me very vulnerable, obviously, because, you know, chances are I would like to use some of the material that I was using on Monday again. You know, so I am thinking about that. And just in general, I haven't really posted too much of my comedy on YouTube in full. Like I've posted... Uh, crowd work and I've posted freestyle raps and stuff like that but in terms of like doing the jokes that I would do on maybe a weekly basis I don't know so I'm, I'm trying to figure that out we'll see you guys I guess I'll find out tomorrow when I post that vlog we'll see if I put my full setup there but you guys won't see any of the performer sets just because um you know I'm not clearing that at this current moment and also like comics will feel the same you know, you don't want to film. Or if you notice, if, you have, if you've ever been to a comedy show, they tell you, put your phones away. You know, you're not really allowed to video comics or take pictures of comics, comics during their set. Because these jokes are very valuable. You know, like when you see these guys like Theo Vaughn or whatever, Ricky Velez do a full hour special on HBO or Netflix, like they've been working on that material for years, guys. You know, like they've made those jokes in comedy clubs probably 20 plus times. So it's different being a comedian. You know, you're not coming up with new 15-minute material every week or every month, really, rather. You know, like this 15-minute set has taken me probably three minutes. I mean, three minutes. What? Yeah, it's taking me... <laughs> the 15-minute set has taken me three minutes to transform. No, it's taking me like three months to get down to like a, you know, a 15-minute set science, you know? And then theoretically, once I put it on YouTube, it's all out there. So... I mean, does it make sense for me to keep using it and use it over and over again? Sure. But at the same time, you know, I want to put it on, I want to put it on the tube. So I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I mean, you guys will find out tomorrow. You'll see kind of the choice that I've made. But um, we did have a videographer at the show and a photographer as always. And obviously, Dr. Brick, Dr. Brick, shout out. Um, Great beatboxer. Dr. Brick's been doing almost every Ted Jones comedy show recently. He'll come in, do some beatboxing on the top of the show, and then he's basically the MC for the night. So Dr. Brick has been amazing. And then uh, we've had photos and videos taken. So we'll see. But the turnout again, guys, was great on Monday. So thank you, everybody, for coming out. Grandma, thank you again for coming out. Grandma, probably one of my biggest fans. Grandma Ruth, I appreciate you. And I know you're always listening to the Ted Jones World Podcast here. We haven't had a Ted Jones World Podcast guest on this couch re recently just because, like, I've been, I've been liking just talking to you guys directly. You know, like, obviously it's great when we have a conversation going here, but uh, we'll see. Maybe next week we'll get a guest back on the couch. But it has been a minute since we've had a guest. It's been probably, like, three or four weeks. We definitely haven't had a new guest with this new background here the new Ted Jones world and this new angle. So um, 
it'll be nice to get a guest. In okay, there. so DMs that I actually have gotten, I guess, more than three times. People will ask me where the best open mic in the city is, and I do have a good suggestion. So Peter Moran, who was the, um, my, the sidekick on this couch here for the Ted Jones World Podcast for a number of months, he runs a great open mic Monday at 8.30 on... 7th Street in the East Village. So if you guys are looking to go to a great open mic, it's $5, or excuse me, $3 for five minutes. And then at the end of the open mic, he auctions off the money. So if there are 15 comics, you have a chance to win $45 in cash, which is very chill. I have not won it, but I've done that open mic twice. And it's great. You go there, five minutes, $3, very low stakes. And the thing is, like, getting involved with comedy, I'd say, like, doing your first open mic, just getting your mind around it, it's very difficult, but... This is a place in particular, very low stakes. Uh, obviously, a lot of funny people that do it. But in general, if you guys are looking for an open mic and you want to feel comfortable in knowing the host or something like that, I'd recommend uh, checking that out. So look on Instagram, Peter Moran, and shoot him a DM. Let him know that Ted Jones sent you his way in terms of trying to get onto an open mic. But once you guys start getting into open mics and get things flowing. You'll start getting really comfortable. Once you have that five minute set, you'll perfect it. Get that five minutes to seven minutes because the five minutes to seven minutes is a big jump. You know, when you're doing like real shows, uh, chances are you're probably doing seven minutes. Five minutes is short. You know, you'd only really do five minutes of comedy if the show is very large. You know, if you have like 10 plus comics, something like that. But usually, I mean, at least from like what I've experienced, the seven minutes is like the average, the normal. And then, you know, occasionally, like at the Ted Jones Comedy Show, we'll have the comics do about eight minutes. But the uh, the difference between five and seven minutes is pretty big. Cause like five minutes, you're doing open mic, seven minutes, you're doing real shows. And then getting to that 10 minute mark, once you have 10 minutes of samba, once you have 10 minutes of solid comedy under your belt where you're able to just do a 10-minute set, that really opens up a lot of doors. If you think about that. Because there are so many people that open for like the pros and whatever that just do 10 minutes to you know warm up the crowd. Like If somebody were to be on tour with a guy like Jim Gaffigan, chances are they'd probably be doing 10 to 12 minutes. Maybe they'd be doing 15 minutes um, just in terms of like a warm-up set. But like every... Every few minutes, there's like a different barrier, right? Like five minutes is open mic length, seven minutes, like real shows, 10 minutes, you could probably open for someone. Then 12 to 15 minutes, you're, you know, one of three or four people on a serious show. Once you get to 15 minutes, it's a big deal. 30 minutes, you can think about potentially starting to do a special. And then an hour is really something. Um, I know a few guys in the industry right now who really have a tight hour. And it's tough, you know, because like, once you get that hour sold and you're putting it on a Netflix and Amazon HBO, I mean, how much more of that hour can you really use in your everyday set? You know, it's kind of like you build up to doing an hour. And then once you're done with the hour, you sell it to a network, get it on, on live air, whatever that may be. And then from that point, you kind of got to build up an hour again. So I'd say right now, in terms of where I'm at comfortably, I'm probably at like a 15 to 20 minute set where I can really hold my own and I'm comfortable with all the jokes and everything. But you guys will see if I post this video tomorrow, I love how I'm still talking about it because I really don't know. And I'm just talking it out like through use guys as is listening, you know, to this part. Like, I don't know if I'm going to put up that 15 minutes. Um, I've been thinking about it, you know, all day, obviously. And ever since the, the show last night or on Monday. 
um, if I wanted to put that up. Because I'd, I'd say, I don't want to say it's a big decision, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But I really am comfortable with um, the place that I'm at right now, 15 to 20 minutes. I feel like I can go and do a ton of shows and, you know, not freak out when somebody's like, all right, Ted, I want you to do 20 minutes out there. Um, just because I'd be prepared. And hopefully, you know, I keep growing each minute, you know, every week, whatever it is. If I'm growing like two minutes a week, something like that, that's great progress. But um, it's definitely an experience game also. You know, like the first few times you step on stage, you're going to be shitting your pants. And the funny thing is, like, if you guys see uh, one of the last vlogs I did, I did a show in the Lower East Side at a coffee shop. It's called Black Cat Comedy Club. Um, and Danny Palmer throws that show. Danny Palmer has been in the comedy game for like 15 years now, at least. And he throws like one of the best free shows on Friday night. If you guys have never heard of it, it's called black cat comedy. And, uh, it's usually a two hour show free show, uh, in the lower East side, but definitely one of the best free Friday night shows. And like that show in particular, I would get, I've, I mean, consistently just been <laughs> nervous beforehand, like always way more so than any Ted Jones comedy show. Maybe cause like, when you're at a coffee shop and you're doing comedy, I mean, people aren't really, they're not coming, walking into a comedy club. It's tough kind of to say, but like the, I did the exact same set, basically word for word, like last Friday as I did on Monday. And I got way more laughs on Monday because maybe it was at a comedy club. Maybe it was a different audience, but like Friday, I felt like they were a little uptight, but it, it, it's, it's great to do comedy in every room you can. You know, if you're going to do comedy in front of your family in the living room, chances are you probably won't get as many laughs as you would doing it for strangers at a comedy club, you know? So there's definitely a ton of different audiences and it's a matter of getting comfortable in front of all of them. Even if none of your jokes are hitting and you have a set, you have a seven minute set, you just got to keep just spitting, spitting fire on them, you know, keep going. You really can't lose, can't lose focus or hype about that because everybody bombs. Like everybody has a bad set. Everybody. You know, like even the people that have our specials on Netflix, HBO, Amazon, whatever, those guys bomb all the time. It's just part of the game. Mixing and trying, you know, get up to a full hour, spit your full hour, and then, you know, reconstruct another hour. It's usually how it works in the game of comedy, so I've noticed. Guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Ted Jones World Podcast. Don't forget to check out the Ted Jones Log. If you guys have not rated, comment, or subscribed to the podcast, do so, please. It really helps out. Send me a DM at Ted Jones World on Instagram. Shoot me an email, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. And I would love to see you guys at the Ted Jones Comedy Show November 15th or November 29th. Check the link in this YouTube video, Apple Podcasts, subscriptions, Spotify, Amazon, wherever the shit you guys are listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.